going on, Ramley? Welcome to the Rams Skinny with myself, Ryan Darrett, and hosted by the man, Skinny T, Ryan Anderson. It's Niners week. Huge game as both teams come in 1-0 into SoFi Stadium, the Rams house. I don't care what anyone else out there says. It is the Rams house, and we'll maybe talk about that a little bit. But Skinny T, what's up, brother? How we doing? Happy, uh, you know, couple days before the game. Man, we are in full swing in this NFL season. Two two uh, NFC matchups to back to back for the Rams. I, I kind of like the, that the NFL has picked uh, some div- divisional games to kick everything off with. It really the heat is set. It's uh, you know we're we're into it. We're going. Uh, you know, every game obviously matters in the NFL, but it seems like it's even even more so now with uh, you know Giants and Dallas and. Just all the drama that's been going on in the in this league already. We're we're in the thick of it, man. Feels good. A hundred percent. Every game does matter. Only a seventeen game season, but division games always mean a little bit more because obviously you win your division, you're in that you're in the dance. So it doesn't matter what your record is if if the division's competitive and you you win nine games, you're at the top. You're in the playoffs. So um, can't state enough how huge that win against Seattle was. So the Rams can go into this game one and zero because if they um, drop that game and if they end up dropping this game starting the season 0 and 2 would have been a brutal hole to climb out of so already it's like a huge weight off their shoulders and we're gonna you know we think they can compete in this game absolutely so we're not doing gloom in that way but just looking at the big picture if they were to lose you know man 0 and 2 would be tough whereas 1 and 1 is like hey we're we're at a good spot two games into the division so excited to get into my with it my man into it with you my man if i can speak correctly uh, before we do, show is always brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Head to betonline.ag today. Use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. It's going to get you a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in fifty bucks, you get twenty five dollars free. You put in a hundred, you get fifty free. I think it's up to a thousand. So a lot of opportunity for free money there. As it sits right now, I know what it is. You know what the line is right now, Skinny T. Eight and a half in favor of the Niners. So it moved a little bit now. I don't know oh. why, but the Rams are are plus seven now. So it moved a point oh, wow. and a half. Uh, so one single touchdown. Uh, so if you feel good about your Rams uh, to either win, throw the money line, or just to at least cover the spread, it's sitting at points uh, plus seven at betonline.ag. Tell them the guys at the Rams skinny sent you. All right. How do you want to... What do you want to dive into first? We already recapped the game live. Great win for the Rams. I think it was, you know, we thought they would be competitive. Both didn't think they could pull off a win just because of some talent discrepancy. And boy, oh boy, did they surprise us in not only winning, but ultimately dominating that second half against Seattle. And I think they built a lot of positive things going into those weeks. So let's start with that. We're not going to do a recap where he did that, but just give me one thing, Skinny, that you are most impressed with and that that can lead into the second thing of how they roll that impressive moment into this now week matchup week two matchup with the Niners. What I was most impressed with was impressed with was the Rams offensive line and just how much they uh, congealed and how much protection and time they gave Matthew Stafford. Um, So I think that is a huge key for this next game because the Seattle Seahawks pass pass rush is a different story than the 49ers pass rush. Um, We saw the 49ers um, really get a hold of the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And they, they got after that quarterback uh, five sacks, I believe. And um, you know, it's, it, it, this is a, 
a whole a whole different animal, even from what the Rams have seen in the past from the 49ers. Of course, you got Bosa and Armstead there. Javon, Javon Hargrave has also joined uh, this defensive line. And you've got Drake Jackson, USC uh, Trojan, uh, coming up with two sacks last week um, uh, for the 49ers. So they've got they got a lot of juice there. Um, so this mm-hmm. is going to be the first this is this is week one for this offensive line. This is the test. Yep. You know, because we we were very complimentary of uh, Stafford last week. He had a fantastic game. Uh, you know, he really made no mistakes in that last game. Um, so we'll see what is going to happen with a little bit less time uh, to make those throws. Yeah, I mean, it's regardless, it's as good as the Rams offensive line looked. I mean, it's they're going up against arguably the best defensive front in all of football. You could argue them, maybe the Eagles, maybe the Cowboys. Um, I'm probably forgetting some, but I, they're definitely in that 1A, 1B, 1C conversation with all the talent they have and schematically what they do. So maybe a different test. That was going to be mine. The offensive line, I think, showed out because that was the biggest question mark going into this game. So I'll choose a different one, and I'm going to go defensive line. And you know, the biggest thing, not the biggest thing, but one of the big things, Skinny, we talked about is who's going to provide pressure besides Aaron Donald on this team. You have so much youth. You have so much inexperience. I mean, you're trotting out Michael Hoyt and Byron Young as your two kind of edge guys, uh, bringing the pressure and whatnot. And, you know, again, I think Seattle's done well in improving their offensive line. Finally, it's like they waited till Russ left to actually make some moves on the offensive line. I know that cross got injured in that game and they had some other guys banged up, but 20 pressures from this Rams defensive front, three sacks. Uh, and you know, I think they're going to, that's going to be their test too, is if they can get after Brock Purdy to make, keep this game close um, and when you look at the 49ers offensive line, I was on a crossover show last night with a, a 49ers um, content creator. And that was his biggest concern is the 49ers right side of the offensive line has shown um, deficiencies. Obviously, it's only one week, but that was kind of, you know, you, they lost Mike McGlinchey in the offseason. And so that right side is maybe where the Rams can exploit them. So looking at this young unit again, obviously, Aaron Donald is all world. But outside of him, who else is going to provide pressure and keep Brock pretty honest and keep him in the pocket and keep him thinking quicker? Because against even with how great TJ Watt is and that that Pittsburgh Steelers defense, I mean, he had pretty much all day to make decisions. And even when he didn't have all day, he was very quick in his decision making. So the Rams defensive front needs to make things uncomfortable for him. Yeah. And, um, you know, it it uh, goes beyond just the passing game as well. Um, we saw at times this defensive line letting up uh, some, some yardage to Kenneth Walker last week. Um, and, it, and again, this is another test. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a better running back than, um, than Kenneth Walker is. And he, he's going to, he's going to test this defensive line in a way that they weren't tested last week. So I, I think, I mean, this has got to be a Aaron Donald kind of statement game. Um, I know we're, you know, we got to, you got to think uh, more holistically in the, uh, in a bigger picture when it comes to the defensive line. But, you know, when last week when we saw the game start tilting was when uh, Aaron Donald was able to kind of in, in, impose his will and, and move things around on the offensive line for Seattle. And that's, it's just got to, this is the way, this is the, 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 the world we're living in for the Rams right now is they've got the three pillars. Well, they, we're down to two now and <laughs> yeah. there's more, there's more pressure on those guys and they have to, they have to uh, make them pay. Um, you know, like you were saying uh, there was, there was, I, I think that pressure statistics across the board are, are, are kind of hard to misleading. 
numbers were all over the place. I saw in one place that it said that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a 55% pressure, pressure rate, which is insane. If that's true and, and pretty still put up 30 points on them, this offense is obviously something special, but um yeah, I you know we saw we saw some flashes uh, from some guys, and I don't think it's going to be any one guy. We saw you know Van Valkenburg. Um, there's got to be a cool nickname in there, the Falcon or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make some plays. Michael Hoyt made some plays, um, and we saw Byron Young make some plays. Uh, and I you know that right side is is a liability for the 49ers. So you know that's. That's Donald and, and just, you know, attack that side um, see what see what we yeah. can get. And and just hope that, you know, Ernest Jones can uh, keep up with uh, Christian McCaffrey all day. Yeah, per PFF, TJ Watt had six total pressures and all three of the Steelers sacks in that week one matchup. So that's got to be a that's what Aaron Donald's going to have to do. And hopefully they can, you know, have a better outcome than 30 to seven, even with that kind of one man performance. But then it's going to be who's who's the other guy providing pressure. Cause even if that's an all world, I mean, six pressures, three sacks is a great game and they gave up 30 points. So who's going to be giving it from the other side or, or just eluding that. So here's a question for you. What concerns you more? And we'll keep it with the defense, the, the Niners receiving core or Christian McCaffrey. And I'll pose it like this because, you know, as great. And let's just look at Seattle one more time. Like there are no slouch in the receiving room. DK Metcalf, Tyler Mack, Tyler, um, okay. uh, Lockett, thank you, and Jackson Smith and Jigba are not by any means a bad receiving core. Some would say probably top five in the league, and the Rams held them to what, under 80 yards total receiving or something like that? Now, Kenneth Walker is obviously a far cry from what Christian McCaffrey is and obviously the versatility that McCaffrey has. So now looking at the Niners, is what Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel so much better than what the the big three in Seattle are, or is it going to be Christian McCaffrey's versatility that is more concerning to contain for you? That's a fantastic question. Um, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's versatility is, is going to test um, this defensive line uh, in a way it wasn't tested last week. So that's, that's where I'm leaning toward. Um, But then when you look at what uh, Debo Samuel can do, George Kittle can do in the, in the short yardage and the, you know, at the line of scrimmage to, to five yard uh, catching area. Um, they can make you pay there. Uh, and, you know, there, there were six missed, ta- missed tackles for the Rams last week. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you can't do that against this team. You gotta wrap these guys up. You gotta hit them, uh, hit them in the mouth and be physical. And I know that was, that's a huge uh, a point of emphasis for, for, for McVeigh this season, and um, this is this is when you find out just how physical your team is going to be. Um, what what are your thoughts on on the you know because some of the some of the pressures last week uh, were coverage pressures. You know there mm-hmm. was there was a, a good amount of time where that uh, Rams uh, backfield the uh, secondary was really holding up really well um, that allowed uh, some of those defenders to get there. Um, so that I mean, that might be the, the the strongest point for this Rams team is that second, well, not the whole team, but the, certainly the defense. Yeah, that's, that's where they've invested most of their money in this offseason, bringing on Akella Witherspoon and bringing back John Johnson. Um, so yeah, what are your thoughts on on those uh, scary weapons that the Forty ers have? I mean, it's going to be it's 
the hardest tests I think they'll face all year uh, when you look at their schedule and who they play. And this Niners team is just so, so loaded. I mean, if, it, if this Niners team doesn't win the Super Bowl, something either went categorically wrong, whether it was injuries or Brock Purdy just fell apart or, or Shanahan did something crazy. Cause I mean, they're just so stacked at every level. And I was so impressed by the secondary, as you alluded to, you know, what they were able to do against such a good unit. And part of that I think is, you know, Geno Smith, just didn't really have a very good game either. So that, that certainly helps. And, you know, that was from other instances and other factors flying into that. What makes playing the Niners so hard and specifically Kyle Shanahan, and he does this pretty well categorically across the league, but for some reason, so much better against the Rams. It seems like every time they play, whoever the Rams decide, okay, we're not going to be beat by player X. Well, then Kyle Shanahan just exposes them with player Y. And like he knows, like he's always two steps ahead. Like, okay, you want to take George Kittle? It's going to be a Debo Samuel game. You want to take uh, Debo Samuel? It's going to be a Brandon Ayuk game. Like he is always one or two steps ahead. And when you look at kind of how this, this 49ers team is constructed and how this defense is, is constructed based on what they did last week, I would put all my chips in on stopping Chris McCaffrey. Because I think as good as Debo is, as good as Ayuk is, as good as George Kittle is, as good as Brock Purdy looked in that week one game, I think Chris McCaffrey is that one that if you get him the ball in space, they're just going to bleed you down the field all day long. Maybe not even in the running game, but just in the short passing game. So if if you got to pick your poison on one, for me, I'm taking Chris McCaffrey and hoping my young secondary can can really kind of hold their own against Debo and, and Ayuk. And, you know, Kittle didn't really have a statistically great game last week but he is still george kittle and obviously a factor so yeah i would i would key in on chris mccaffrey and do everything possible to to slow him down which they were able to do two years ago when they play or was it last year or two years ago when they when he was in carolina still um that was last year yeah last year but it's a very different offense very different coach very different quarterback so it's not gonna be the same look they got uh and then chris mccaffrey the very next week played off a bye with the niners and absolutely tore them to shreds with a passing touchdown and i believe a receiving touchdown so for me, I think they got to shut down CMC. Easier said than done. Yeah, um, I think that's a fantastic point. And, you know, it's it, it's it's just tough to stop, you know. guys. Get, superstars in this league are going to eat, you know. Like mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill's going to get, you know, he's going to gash you on a couple plays. And you just, you, you know, like. Uh, I just take uh, it. Sports Center used to say, you can't stop him. You can just hope to con- try to contain him. Um, yeah. and, that, and that would go a long way. And, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, now if you transition to the other side of the ball and you think about, um, you know, the offense, this, this, um, Rams offense and how, how they're going to attack the, the uh, 49ers defense, how are they going to, are they going to have the same kind of success with Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell? Or are they going to find, uh, another kind of avenue for, uh, moving the ball. You know, I was looking a lot at the the running statistics and last, last season, Seattle was a pretty bad uh, defense against the run. They let up 100, 150 yards per game last year. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, maybe they've, maybe they've become a, a fantastic run uh, defense, but the, the, we talked a lot about the running game, but it didn't have the teeth um, statistically. Anyway, um, they were able to get it done when they needed to. Um but what what other uh, what options do they have? Um, is it just going to be the same game plan? Just Pepper Nakua and Natwell? 
for me, and I feel like I have a broken record because I say this every time they play the Niners, but to me, you you have to not just establish the run, but stick with it. I mean, there's going to be some tough, tough sledding in this game where, I mean, we we saw it last week, even against Seattle. I mean, I think Cam Akers averaged like 1.3 yards a carry or something like that. Like, it wasn't like he was blown out of the water with his 21 carries. But what I was so impressed with, and we talked about this on the live show, and this might be a, a Michael Fleur thing, kind of sticking in Sean McVay's ear, but they stuck with the run. It helps that they took the lead, and then they had that lead. But I think in this game, even if they fall down early, they cannot abandon the run. Because every time these, these games end up in like a blowout fashion for the Niners, it's because they end up running the ball 14 times. And Stafford or Goff back in the day is chucking it 50 times a game. With that pass rush, and with that just front seven in general, you're just going to get torn to shreds with that. And I love Matthew Stafford. He, you know, 91 pass grade last week or 91 overall grade last week and looks reborn and his arm looks great. So I think he has the ability to absolutely beat the Niners. But if you become one dimensional like that, especially early on, you're not winning this game. Like there's just no chance. And so they have to establish the run. And by establish again, I mean, just sticking with it. I don't care if they're getting two yards of carry, just keep running the ball. You're eventually going to open stuff up in the play action game. You're going to take the pressure off of Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell and, and Matthew Stafford and, and put some of that weight on Kyron Williams and Cam Akers. So to me, the only way they win this game skinny and we'll toss back to you is if they run the ball 30 plus times. I think I said it on the, the live stream crossover last night, 25 times. I'm going back to 30 times. I think you got to run the ball 30 times. And last week in Seattle, they ran the ball 37 times. They passed the ball 38 times. They were extremely balanced. Technically 40 times they ran the ball, but I, I never count quarterback runs because Stafford's not a running quarterback. Those are just scrambles. So, um, But 37, 38, I love that. Maybe call me old school, but they got to do that again. They got to run the ball 30 plus times. And that gives them a real shot to A, keep the ball out of, that offense's hands and B just allows them to open things up for Stafford, Nakua and Atwell in the passing game. So established to run all day for me. Yeah. I love that because I think that one of the things that the, the, the 49ers have always done is own the clock. They just, they'll bleed the clock. They'll keep it out of Stafford's hands. They'll keep, um, you know, McVay on the sidelines in terms of uh, his fantastic schematic ability. Um, and so I think that's probably what you, Equal and opposite being true is that they have to do that to Shanahan um, and, you know, picking up those first downs. And I, you know, for the Rams, I think that first downs is like Tyler Higby's. That's where he is. That's his, that's his specialty. So I, I I think um, you called it out last week. And I think even more so this week is, uh, you know, picking up a few first downs uh, with the legs and then Tyler Higby. And I think the running back that they have to go with this week uh, more so is Kyron Williams because I think he's yep. a he's a bit more of a physical guy and a more of a threat uh, catching passes too. Yeah, love what I'm seeing from Kyron yeah. Williams and finally getting involved in the offense. Two touchdowns last week is a is a fantasy darling. All of a sudden, everyone on the <laughs> waiver wire trying to get him. So, all right, score prediction time, Skinny. We got we both win a. Seattle last week and the Rams surprised us and hey, we'll take a we'll take it out there because our team wins. So that's great. Who are you going with this week and what's the score? I think the over-under was uh, 44 and a half. Yeah, I can confirm it is uh, 44 and a half. You are correct. All right. I'm, I am still, I'm not, I'm not sold on, on this team. I, you know, I texted you last night, maybe Seattle's tanking. (laughs) Maybe they're just a really, really bad team (laughs) and nobody saw it really coming. Um, And uh, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta pick against the home team because if they win, it's a good thing. Uh, but I'm going to pick the, the, the 49ers to win this one, uh, 34 to 30.
Okay, nice. Another high scoring game again, nice and close. Um, you know, I was on with uh, Brittany Betts and Paula on the talking sporty a few nights ago, and we all picked the Rams and that we're feeling real high still after the win. And I, I love this team. I love scrappiness. You know, I, I think back to that, that great Herb Brooks speech in Miracle where he says the Russians might beat us nine out of 10 times, but not this time. It's something like that. So I, I kind of felt that mantra with this team just because of the youth, the the don't give an F mentality. Like a lot of these guys haven't been here. They, they don't know this rivalry. Like they're just going to go out there and ball. That being said, like if I really look at just mono e mono, it's really hard right now in this juncture to pick the Rams winning this game. I think they're going to battle their butts off and they're going to play really well. But at the end of the day, I think the Niners are just too much right now. I think they'll get their number again later in the season. Uh, but I'm going to take the Niners 31 uh, 21 in a hard fought battle. Rams play well, but unfortunately, just come up a little short. But they take a lot of positives out of this going into week three. Anything less to add? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, you know, yeah. I think this is a learning season for everybody involved. We're going to learn a lot uh, from, from this matchup. So uh, that's, uh, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's going to be a great game. Show out Rams fans. Let's have fun down at SoFi. Um, I believe we'll be there for a tailgate takeover in the pink lot early before the game. So everyone come say what up, say hi. Uh, you know, Skinny T, I might be there for sure. Brittany Betts and Paula will be there um, hanging out at all the tailgates. So hopefully see you all there. Let's just have fun. It's always it's one of the best rivalries in all of sports. Um, I don't think it gets quite enough credit as it deserves. Um, but especially here in LA with so many Niners fans living amongst us. So it's like an everyday back and forth thing. So let's have fun. Go Rams. We would love to be wrong and see the Rams win, but either way, they're going to learn a lot. And I think we'll see a lot of positives coming out of this game. We'll be back right after the game, most likely for a recap on Sunday, live reaction. Plus we'll do some, some more Rams skinny on Monday and Tuesday. So for skinny T I'm Ryan Dyer. Thanks all for hanging out with us. This is the Rams skinny go Rams. (laughs) 